Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. I don't like or I might find offensive or whatever, but there's one that really bothers me. And it was popular for a while, um, but I think the joke's kind of played out now, so you don't see it as often. But the sticker says something like this, like, uh, my son beat up your on-roll student. <laughs> and, uh, and the first time I saw it, I, I, saw it, I, I probably thought it was funny. And um, I don't know if it's now because of my age or because I was a teacher or a parent um, or just maturity or, or maybe my opinion just changed. Um, but I really don't like it now. Uh, now, they used to um, give out bump stickers for parents whose kids made the honor roll. And it was a way of saying, hey, you achieved something. You should be proud. And, and, and yeah, it can be a little braggy. But affirmation is often a little braggy. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's something about us. I don't know if it's just a cultural American thing or if it's a more universal. But when uh, specific people are singled out and praised, it can make everybody else feel inferior and lesser. And so we may do negative things. You know, we think of creative ways to cut down or insult the person that's being honored, um, like joking that your kid may be smart, but you know, or that a kid, someone's kid could be smart, but you know, your kid could still dominate them. They could take them. <laughs> and it, it only took a few you know, years uh, for that sticker, you know, my son beat up your honorable student. Um, you know, since it's made an appearance, that school stopped handing out the bumper sticker about the honor roll. Because uh, something that was once a point of pride and accomplishment was cursed, right? It became something, you know, to be ashamed of, something that was made fun of. And that is our culture in a nutshell, a culture of curses. We live in a society that curses all the time, right? That's always shaming. That's always looking for the worst aspects of people. That's always accusing and judging and condemning. But that's not who we are called to be. We're called to be a people of blessing. And I don't just mean a people that are blessed. I mean that we are a people that are called to bless other people to offer a foretaste of the goodness of God to other people. And, and, and that's what, what a blessing is, right? Right? Um, a bit of the goodness of the kingdom of heaven now. And then that brings, brings us today. Uh, there's a Korean custom um, that I like to share with the church in the new year. And uh, the custom is this. Um, on New Year's, the children bow to their elders and they wish them good health and wealth. And, and in return, the elders will give the, the kids a bit of money and a blessing. And this is something we do in my family. And it's something I do every year with the church. Um, now, I don't ask you to bow to me. And I do not give you money. But, uh, um, but I spend a lot of time reflecting and praying about a blessing for you. Uh, for the church and for you. And when I say you, I, I, I mean you, like you personally. Because um, what I do is I, I, I think of specific people in the church 
and I pray. And I go through everybody I can think of that comes here. Even if I don't know their names, if I know their faces, I just think about it. Um, I kind of mentally go through the pews because people kind of generally sitting around the same areas and, and I pray for you. And I make, you know, lists of uh, peoples of group like elders. Okay, who are our elders? You know, I start thinking about that. Um, and who are our youth? And who are our, our men? And who are our women and our children? And who, who watches online? And, and I try to, you know, kind of make a list of the people in the group. I go through the official membership lists um, and I pray for you. And, and as I pray, I ask, how, how, how does Anna need to be blessed this year? How does Matt need to be blessed this year? Right? I go through and I, and I just kind of fill in your name. Or if I don't know your name, because there are some of you I don't know your names. I'm sorry, I, I just am really bad about names. But I go through and I'm like, how does this face need to be blessed this year? And sometimes I get an answer right away. And sometimes it takes a while. But at the end of the process, I feel like God has given me something um, to share, to share with you. Um, you corporately as the church, but also you personally, as, as a man or woman uh, sitting, sitting here today, or, or online. I pray for you guys too. And uh, to be clear, before I get started, I want to clarify what blessing is. Biblically speaking, a blessing isn't a wish. It isn't an aspiration. Um, you know, I, I looked it up in my big theological dictionary in the office, and it says, a state of happiness or joy associated with the eschatological new day occasioned by the presence and activity of Jesus. Right? So, basically, that means a blessing is a joy now. A bit of eternity now. A bit of heaven now. Because Jesus is showing up and doing something in your life. And so, as, as, a, as a man or a woman, as a young person or an elder sitting here, this blessing is for you. In the world of curses, I offer you this blessing this year. And uh, like many of them, because three is a magic number, this blessing has three parts. May you know that you've been gifted to endure. This world is a lot. Um, there's so many things that compete for your allegiance. There's so many things that are working against you. This world tries to condemn you. Right? I've said it often. I, I, I say it often. This world is full of curses. And, and if a blessing is a bit of heaven given to us to experience here on earth, then a curse is a bit of hell that you're condemned to live on earth. And there's so many curses and accusations and condemnations that we live through, that we wade through every day. But we hold on to the promise that Jesus told John in the second half of 1633. Uh, or told us in John 1633. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome every principality and power, assuming his rightful role as king of heaven and earth. And he has given you the gracious gift of his Holy Spirit so that you can endure everything the world throws at you. And because you endure, you can experience the fruits of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And, and the blessings of growing with the Holy Spirit in the midst of all these things, right? You can grow that. That fruit does not go bad. Yes, you'll know heartache. You will know heartache in this world. But you can also experience deeper joy. And you will know disappointment in this world. 
You will. But you can have a firmer hope. And you won't even know failure. Well, you will try your best and it just won't work. It won't be good enough. But you can experience victory in Jesus. Church, may you know this year that you can endure. That you can endure. And for the second part of the blessing, may you know that you've been gifted to be a blessing. This part of my blessing is for you to be a blessing. See, this world is full of people that take and take and take. And they see this, this world, right? The goodness of creation, the land, animals, plants, people. And, and they treat those things as goods to be used for their own benefit. Rather think as than things that were made to give glory to God. Right? Things that we were designed to steward and help flourish. But may you be different. Rather than just viewing creation as something to consume and use up, may you know that you're a blessing. A blessing to your family. A blessing to your workplace. A blessing to your neighborhood. A blessing to the city. A blessing to this state. A blessing to this nation. A blessing to this world. And you're a blessing to this congregation. This church. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. Not for yourself, but for others. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 7. Now to each one a manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Right? To each one. Each one of you, every single one of you, has been given a manifestation of the Spirit of God. What does that mean? It means that the Holy Spirit has given you gifts. The Holy Spirit has given you something. And those gifts are given for the common good. They are given to you, but they're not for you. They're given to bless others, specifically the other members of Christ's family. Right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine and bless everybody. Right? That's the thing about the, having a light. It doesn't, it's not just for yourself. Other people can use it too to see. And we, the community of faith, we need to help you. We need to help you discover those gifts. And then this is an area, actually, we're going to spend some time on this year. I'm not exactly sure how. I'm working on that. But I want to start with recognizing that and just telling you that over and over again, that you have been given a gift. You have something. Something that we desperately need. You have been gifted to be a blessing. And for the last part of the blessing... You have been gifted to be a child in God's own family. You're not alone. You're not uncared for. You are not abandoned. Through Christ, you've been made a part of God's own family, adopted as his sons and daughters. Uh, Paul, in Romans 9.26, he's quoting from Hosea, but he says, In the very place where it was said to them, You are not my people. They will be called children of the living God. I know in this congregation that there are many people that feel alone and rootless, especially because we live in Alaska, right? And it could be because you moved up into Anchorage from the lower 48, or it could be because you came from a village here, or maybe you came from even further. Um, maybe you feel rootless because you found that the faith of your childhood has been kind of empty, 
and hollow. Or maybe you feel like you just lost your way for a while. Everyone has their own story. Right? And somehow there might have been a feeling that you've lost your people, that you've lost your place, that you've lost your family, where you belong. And you have no sense of that anymore. No, you are not alone. Through Christ Jesus, you have been adopted into the family of God. Galatians 4, verses 3 through 7. So when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of this world. But when the set time has fully come, God sent his son, born a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive the adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his sons into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father, Daddy. So you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. You are part of God's own family. And so, with that, I would like the elders to the, of the church, please to stand. So, if you or somebody would consider yourself an elder, I know it's always a tricky question, who gets to be an elder? Because I'd hate for somebody to sit in and somebody else say, no, sit down. But um, if you're an elder, um, please stand. All right. Elders, elders of the family of God, we see you, we honor you. You've endured so much in this life, and there is so much we can learn from you. May you continue to be blessed with the fruits of the Spirit of God as evidence of a life marked by walking in faith. May you remember that you still have a place in the community, and that you never age out of being a blessing to the family of God. You have been blessed with gifts that we, the church, still desperately need. And most of all, may you remember, no matter your age or your hard-earned wisdom, that you are still a child of God, God's own daughters and sons. And he looks at you as his very own child to look after and care for May you never lose sight as your status as a child of God. You may be seated. All right. Now I'd like to ask uh, young people to rise. Um, when I say young people, also self-determined. Um, let's, say, let's say anybody that goes to school. <laughs> so... Or could go to school. <laughs> All right. Um, may you know that the road of faith is long and it is hard, but God has given you the strength to endure it. May you walk with the Holy Spirit, cultivating the fruits that are given to those who walk with Him, which provides strength and sustenance for the journey. May you know that you have been given special gifts to bless those around you. Do not be afraid of discovering and using them. They may not seem like much for you, but they are for the rest of us. 
May you find your gifts and practice them, making them an offering pleasing to the Lord. And may you know that you're still God's child. There's no outgrowing this. Family is family. And yes, things will happen. Bad choices may happen, but your family, your heavenly family is always there for you. And there's nothing you can do. There's no place that you can go that can separate you from the love of God, the love that God has for his children. And there will always be room for you in his home. You may be seated. And now women, may you please rise. And uh, yes, some people, you're in multiple groups, so it's okay that you rise up more than once. <laughs> you can't get too much blessing. <sighs> you are strong and powerful in a world that tries to minimize, make you smaller. May you know that no one can take away your identity. May that you know, may you know that you are gifted to endure every obstacle and hindrance that comes before you. May you know that you have been given mighty spiritual gifts that are desperately needed, that we depend upon you using those gifts, and that we all are made lesser when those gifts are hidden and not used. May you know that you are God's own precious daughter, that the Lord delights in you and respects you, that he takes you seriously and he considers you his own. You may be seated. All right, men, please rise up to receive this blessing. In a changing world, may you know you can endure, that there's a place for you with room for others. You are still necessary and important. And though the world may change around you, you are gifted to endure. May you know that you still have give, been given gifts that are desperately needed. Now is not the time to disengage, but rather hold fast to the giftings you've been given and use them faithfully for God. And may you know that you will always be God's own son right? Part of a heritage of faithfulness that goes back to Christ Jesus. You be seated. Now, um, we have some guests. We always have guests. And, uh, you know, we always have people that are visiting from out of town, or it might be their first time here, or this is, you know, you live here, but this is like, you know, one of those times of year that your friend or family member drug you to church, congratulations, you stumbled into a blessing. This is for you too, especially prepared for you. Because there's a heavenly creator who loves you with wild abandon and gives selflessly without measure and wanted you to receive that blessing. Let's pray. Holy Father God, Lord, you marvel at the goodness of the world you've created. And Lord, teach us how to live in it, how to steward it, how to redeem the parts of it, Lord, that have been broken and condemned by sin. Teach us how to be a blessing 
Teach us how to love one another and teach us how to work for your glory. In Christ's name, amen.